foreign operators, uh, they act like if they were in Harlem or things like that, and, and it, it ends up being very bad. There's actually several cases lately from Sweden where artists have came with their own personal um, protection operators and there have been an incident in a bar, and then they actually end up with having the operator uh, jailed. You can never really just be assured that because you are in this H.C. Uh, Anderson world that things doesn't go wrong. It does. Welcome to The Circuit Magazine, the number one source of information on protection matters, the industry-leading magazine for all security professionals who want to stay ahead of the game. Working and succeeding in the Nordics as a protector. And today we are very, very pleased to welcome a big friend and proponent of the BBA, Klaus Pichner, Director Alpha Protect, a long-standing member of the community, all the way back when a number of Nordic close protection companies were founded. Uh, I'm, I'm sure those of you in the know will know which one I'm talking about. Klaus has been a success story for the British Bodyguard Association and our community. And it's really exciting to look at operating in Sweden, Denmark and Norway and to a lesser extent, Finland. Um, I'm here with Sean West. And, you know, it's exciting. People are traveling again and people have renewed interest in concerts, in football tournaments. Lots happening in the Nordics this year. Um, where do you think we can go with this uh, topic today? Yeah, I'm quite interested to hear him um, from Klaus. He's an OG of the industry. He's been there a long time. I mean, he's been a long-standing member of the BBA, um, a long-time supporter. And it's always great to hear from people who've been in the industry a, a long, long time. I mean, when you talk with people of my era, UK side, when we talk when licensing coming, this guy has operated in the industry way before the SIA came, in, came into effect. And, you, you know, you have some good stories from from yesteryear. It's always good to hear from experience. So, yeah, it'd be, it'd be a cracking interview, I'm sure. And, of course, he's still living it. He's still working in it. And, 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 and that, I think, is really, really special. Many people at some stage... You know, they go to becoming a consultant or maybe they're going into, you know, teaching and training. But Klaus is still living the dream. Um, and, 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 you know, like that is testament to the community that we still know him because he's still really, really active. Yeah, I, th I think the close protection sector is one of them sectors that it, it can really grip you. If you've, if you've been there a long time, it, it gets it gets under your skin. It gets in your, you know, under your nails. You don't want to let go. Um, and, you know, myself included, you know, you, you get a love for what you provide. And I think those who have been there a long time, it's hard to let go and, you know, move into something else. You, you can't, like I say, you live and breathe it. And Klaus is certainly one of them people. Indeed. And I certainly know of more Nordic uh, traffic, more Nordic missions, and, and I'm sure that this will become really relevant to every one of our uh, protector community uh, coming up, just as we did a very interesting segment on your next Swiss adventure before a certain World Economic Forum. I, I hope that was of interest uh, to you. It certainly was eye-opening for me. I think this is the time to explore the Nordics. So 
thank you to Klaus for supporting the community for so long. Let's get into it and learn about being a protector and having operational success in the Nordics. And now let's meet one of the contributors to the Circuit magazine. Operating in the Nordics as an EP professional, we are here with the one and only Klaus Pichner. Um, John Moss and myself, we are very pleased to have you on. You're a great friend of the industry, long-standing friend of a lot of people, and of course, a very active BBA uh, and BBA Connect member. It's a pleasure to have you on. How are you doing? I'm doing very fine, Philip. Thank you so much. It's a pleasure to be on board, and thank you for last time. Also, it was a pleasure always to visit the UK and the association. So thank you for that. Fantastic. Yes. And, and of course, we, we, we saw each other in person very recently um, as well. So let's focus our minds. Let's think about operating in, quote unquote, the Nordics. Um, what do you think people often yeah. get wrong? And, and what do you think people's preconceptions, misconceptions are around the, quote unquote, Nordics and, and, and operating therein? I mean, operating in Nordics, when we are talking about Denmark, Sweden, uh, Norway, and, and, and these countries, um, it's very, it's very different when it comes into the to the EP world because actually, to be able here uh, to do this kind of work as uh, executive protection, close protection wise, you need to have a lot of basic security background uh, as a minimum, um, and that is uh, as of now in Denmark and Sweden uh, about two months intensive courses, eight hours per day with an exam, and that is the basics you need to do. And after that, and there's no EP work or whatsoever, EP education or instruction or anything. Uh, after that, you need to go out and find someone who's actually uh, capable of training you um, to, do, to do this job. And, and that's, a, that's another thing. But it works a little bit different here in, uh, in, in Denmark uh, and in, in Sweden after, uh, after the SIA actually dropped out of it with the Brexit. Uh, because now, before there was a lot of, European operators, uh, international operators that, that came uh, with the CL license and was able to, to do something within here. Uh, now it's, it's, it's really limited. Uh, it's extremely limited. And um, there's not so much to do but being an observer um, when you arrive as a, a, as a foreigner to do EP work or CP work in, in Denmark or Sweden, for that matter. Norway it doesn't actually make any difference. Um, you need to have certified and uh, approved, educated uh, toast protection operators with you. Um, you can do still, I would say, a lot of work uh, because there, Denmark is, is visited a lot by um, high net worth individuals because uh, the Nordics are famous for gourmet travels and all these kind of things, you know, and it's a center for, for, for many businesses, uh, also for the medical industry. So there is really a lot. We have a lot of... Uh, uh, AMGs and things like we have we have a lot of things going on in Denmark and Sweden that that gives uh, value to to the work uh, as a EP uh, operator. However, you need to have in mind that if you if you come in the airport and and you are gonna start there with your with your principal at the second you walk out the door and and want to start doing your 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 EP and your CP work, you break the law unless you are together with 
uh, Danish uh, certified security operators. Um, so that's a, that, that's the thing. However, what I do when when I bring in uh, other U UK operators or other European operators is that many of them are specialists, you know, as, as of myself, and many of them have really good skills. Uh, and some of them can maybe be very good for for uh, interview for SAPs and all these kind of things. So they are allowed to do like that. But the problem, the line in the sand is being crossed when you are on the street doing actual security work. Okay. And if you if you end up in a situation where you need to to react in in a way that you that you have to be physical towards someone, you can really end up in trouble if you don't have certified staff with you. Okay, well that's that's great advice, and 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 I think the same will be true from for a lot of locations, you know, um, without without local support. Um, but let's take a step back. Let's look at you. Let's think about your journey, your passion. You are one of the sort of founding fathers of uh, EP in 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 many many respects. Uh, you know, tell us a bit about your journey and where your passion uh, comes from. No, but my journey is very long. We t we talk about the thirty six years in this industry and uh, it started up actually as uh, as a K9 uh, air base military police officer uh, where I got my first um, protection protection team uh, education uh, because I was working with the Baltop uh, air base in, in Jutland and that was a lot of of NATO uh, generals and others that came there and I, I speak many languages so they thought that this was a really good idea for me to to join in on this um, and my interest died because I, I found out that that is really a, a, a given an extremely exciting environment to work in. You, you learn a lot about people. Of course, within the military, it was very different than in, in the civilian world. world. But however, uh, it really gave me uh, blood on the tooth to, to continue. So I actually, in my time uh, off, when I was not on duty, I educated myself uh, in, in this field and got the... Uh, different kind of assignments, started working with the West Security, Christian West, as everyone know, I worked a lot with him, you know, with AS Solution and things like that, other security companies, Group 4 and so on in, in, in Denmark, doing some diplomatic security at the embassies and so on. So it was, it was a, a very uh, exciting time for me. And I found out very quickly that you, you can earn good money in this business privately, much more than if you're government employed, that's for sure. So I took actually uh, a chance of going to the Philippines. And I worked over three different continents with this. And I, and I worked uh, almost seven years at the Philippines for different uh, companies over there and different CEOs. And uh, that was probably one of the things that really, for me, moved a lot. Because then I saw how extremely important this work is. Especially when you are operating in countries where uh, uh, KNR and things like that. Uh, is is very very uh, normal in that way. Um, kidnap and ransom scenarios was uh, was not something that was unusual at all. Even for for small businessmen that have small hotels and things like that in the southern part of Philippines, in several uh, incidents of uh, Norwegians um, who was for some reason at that time targeted very much, uh, being uh, canard and and many of them actually ended up uh, beheaded somewhere in the Holo and Sulu area by the Abu Sayyaf, which was, uh, of course, uh, Al-Qaeda-related uh, terrorist group. So there was a lot of work to do there, and uh, in good and bad. But, you know, I, I never really left this world. So when I, when I came back, I was continuing 
to do uh, work with people that I knew. I worked in Italy with a couple of very uh, famous people there also. Um, I worked many, many places mm. in Europe. And uh, many of these people still contact me. I, was, I just come, come home from a detail now in Italy here, uh, actually yesterday. Uh, however, I'm going to be 56. So I'm in, in the end of, of, of my, how can, can I say, active standing post-career. So what I'm doing a little bit more now is uh, some kind of team administration, logistics. I'm instructing and teaching, uh, doing all these kind of things because this world has many people who is not in this industry don't understand that it's 99% administration and, and logistics and, and 1% action. And that administration and logistics is extremely important because it's actually uh, really what makes uh, things work. So when I have uh, students here uh, that I often have uh, from different places in Europe, uh, Swedish, Norwegian, UK, many different that, that come here and wants to do intensive courses with me. They are surprised to see how much administrative work there actually is behind it. But when they have done it, they totally understand why. Uh, and they feel very prepared on, on, on doing the job because that is essential to have success. Perfect. Now, that's that's a great tour de force around it. And, and I think, it, you know, training and, and reaching that uh, apogee of your career um will will resonate with a lot of uh, our listeners um and then our final sort of quick fire question if i just i, I don't want to turn it into a soundbite but a, but a sort of a quick fire uh reflection before um I, I go over to john um let's say you are a first time operator uh, in the nordics you've got your local partner already so we haven't addressed that question but you've got them and you're not going to get arrested and you've left the airport mm. right what should this mm. first time operator who has the local partner sorted mm. so we don't we don't worry about getting arrested what should they uh understand that that they perhaps don't understand they need to understand the environment that they're working in because uh, uh, denmark and sweden norway is, is very different from the u.s in the way that the operators work uh, they need probably, I would say, the biggest advice to, to, to come a little bit before or at least do some, some research about the country and the city that they are working in, understanding the, the crime areas and things like that. Because even we are very peaceful here in Denmark, we, is, we still have uh, actually quite uh, uh, serious incidents, and especially in, in Malmö, uh, which is the, the southern capital of, of Sweden, just close to Copenhagen, is actually, when you look on the amount of the citizens in the city, the most criminal city in Europe. So that is a serious uh, thing that you need to, to be aware of. Um, but um, cooperating with the, with the local uh, teams are extremely important. And you have to have a very, very clear agreement with them about where is the line and what is the things that need to be done um, and who is doing what and how. Uh, and then it can actually work extremely good. There's not allowed to work armed in, uh, in Denmark unless you're government or police or military police. Uh, uh, in uh, Sweden, however, uh, it is possible to have there are special educated uh, protection officers in, in Sweden um, that can do uh, armed protection for certain individuals and, uh, and, and, and certain environments. Um, but it is not something that you probably run into as, as the first time. Uh, but, but do a lot of a lot of the, the background, I mean, if you're just educated as an EP uh, rolling around in a sandbox and shooting at targets you know, and things like that, you would probably find yourself in a very difficult situation uh, working in this country because there's so much of it. There's so much that is really into the planning and the preparation 
Um, and also, if you're going to transport a client here and you are not a, a Danish or a, a Swedish national with a professional driver's license, you also break the law. So there's many things here you need to, to be um, aware about. So if you are coming to Denmark, make sure you have arranged with a limousine service and things like that, where you have professional drivers that take care of it. They make the riders possibly if it's a, if it's a pickup uh, in the airport that they can have a rider going out on the runway or if it's in the, the VIP areas in, in, in the Copenhagen airport, all these things have to be arranged that the drivers isn't there. And if it is, uh, if it is not a limousine service, at least you have to, to, to make sure that the local context has made this arrangement because driving people in this type of, of work uh, demands a professional driver's license. You are not a private person in the second that you that you're doing this. Uh, so you need to be aware about that. But also the, the demands of, 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 of the law, we are very limited. I mean, actually we are not as limited as you are in the UK, but we are still quite quite limited and the need to report directly and uh, uh, observing only in, in many of these cases. However, if our principle is, is directly threatened, of course you can, you can interact is what is needed, but it's very, what is very important here is that that there's mm -hmm. never used more force than necessary. There has been cases where um, foreign operators, uh, they act like if they were in Harlem or things like that, and, and it, it ends up being very bad. There's actually several cases lately from Sweden where artists have came with their own personal um, protection operators and there have been an incident in a bar, and then they actually end up with having the operator uh, jailed. Uh, it has happened several times here lately with some of the the U.S. Uh, rap scene um, people uh, in Stockholm. Um, yeah, so there, there's a famous example, wasn't there? There's yeah. a famous yeah, there's, rapper. There's, there's several, there's several, several incidents about this. You know, uh, even where the president of the United States was calling the the prime minister of Sweden and demanding to let him go, but he didn't. He didn't. You know, he just said, "But this is the thing. You know, this man, he 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 broke the law. That's it. You know, that's it. He's just gonna sit there until he." He learns about it. So you have to be careful and you need to really lean up against the experience and the, and the knowledge of the, of the local security operator that you are working with here. Klaus, this, this is amazing. It's great. It's great to have you on the podcast. Finally, we've looked forward to this for so long and already you've shared so much fantastic information with us. But I, I just want to, uh, for our listeners, you know, as you said, you've been in the industry a long time now. What was it 36 years? Yeah, about 36 years, yes. From from my very yeah. beginning as a, as an airbase military police, uh, K-9, yes, 36 years. So I'm wondering, what are the biggest changes that you've seen within the industry, both in the Nordics and generally, that you've seen in that time since you first came into the industry? I mean, first of all, I would say that it's only positive to see that there is coming demands on education and there's coming demands on, on clearance. Uh, I know that the CIA is working with a lot of, uh, before also within the European uh, uh, industry of education here, it uh, works very good. You have to make sure that the people that is working actually uh, have a, a, a clean background. Um, before in time when I started, it was not unusual to see that the, the, the wrong type of, uh, of people doing this type of, of, of work. And that is actually uh, not something that uh, is accepted at all uh, anymore. Um, so 
this is the this is the good thing that is developed into like this but also the need of uh, of uh, executive protection and close protection has been uh, more visible i think that due to the the, the terror in the world and how that has developed uh, being very much more present uh, everywhere um, the the need and the understanding of protection in the in the industry of of international trademarks and 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 other people uh, has become very visible. I mean, we are also doing we are also doing not only uh, executive protection and digital protection. We are also doing a witness protection for private people that ends up, you know, in um, dispute with uh, with someone and has to go to trial. Uh, and uh, the police have no possibility only if it's like really, 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 really serious cases have no possibility of protecting these people when they are going to testify. So we actually end up having a lot of these uh, uh, smaller, but very sometimes quite hot uh, topics uh, in this, you know, it, it can go very, very bad. So they, there are operators that, that almost full time work with this. Uh, domestic violence things, uh, uh, female abuse, women abuse, things like that. You know, even uh, disputes in companies when someone spit and 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 go uh, spit up a company, and they have dispute about the the foundation and, and things like that. How it's going to be? It ends up in 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 threatening, and it ends up in stalking, and it ends up in a lot of bad things, and and eventually also a, a physical attack on 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 one of the. Uh, the parties here. So, so there is an industry for that. You just need to kind of be aware about that. It it demands a lot of work, and it demands a lot of you as a as a as a person, as a as a private, as an individual within your family, uh, within your um, your private life. You need to be very much aware about that as the young people here. Picking up on what you were saying about the threats there, what. I, I, for internationals, high net worths and so on, who are traveling out to the Nordics, what are the biggest threats that they face? What are the threats that the operators need to be aware of? But there's really no difference, actually, if you are in London, if you are in Copenhagen or you are in Stockholm, because the threats that you are being exposed to is the same. They go with you, they travel with you. If they if they if they want to to hurt you, and if even if it's a domestic threat from UK that wants to hurt you, uh, that per, if that person is aware about you know where where your client is moving and in what ways and, and, and how and when, this is also again why it's so extremely important to to keep all this information away from social media and away from from all these platforms so you can protect the 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 client the best ways. Uh, it comes to you. You it's not like if you go to Copenhagen, the city of the mermaid and things like that. That now there's no threat here. It comes to you. You can never really just be assured that because you are in this H.C. Uh, Anderson world that things doesn't go wrong. It does. And, uh, and the reason probably why there hasn't been so much about it is because the operators that work here are, are quite skilled. Uh, they are very, very uh, well prepared and well educated. Um, there's not that many young guys that want to enter this business because the demands even for the basic God school is 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 two months of eight hours every day, and they're just thinking like, why we, why do we need to learn all this? But it is actually to make sure that you don't end up in trouble, and that you are prepared to deal with even, you know, what we kind kind of call like small, uh, basic uh, things that you need to take care of. 
But I think that honestly, if you if you as operator think that the threat is, is not here and it's not coming to you, you're wrong. I choose to believe that the reason why I haven't had any serious incidents with any of my principles or any, in, in any of my details is because we have been prepared to do the work correctly and have been very vigilant about everything. And, and this is the reason why nothing has happened. Because we see many times, you know, also with people in go to countries where things is not as uh, controlled as it is here, then that's where it goes wrong. But terror, terror works internationally. It, it's uh, and 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 uh, I mean, kidnapping someone in the middle of Copenhagen is probably not. Uh, I mean, very likely because it is uh, just like London. Everything is is very uh, surveillance and very uh, secure in that way. But there can be different kind of threats to to the client that can. Um, oppose um, harm. So, but Klaus, um, could you maybe give us a, a, another type of flavor um, from the Nordics in that what about ultra high net worth clients from the Nordics? Are they like in other countries, uh, maybe Germany, do they, do they prefer a very low profile and therefore no security or covert security? Uh, is, is, is that something? Because I, I know definitely yeah. in Switzerland it is. Yeah, it is. I mean, it, it really depends on the client because there's also many clients that like the visible uh, protection. Uh, and we always really advise against that because it just brings far too much attention to, to the profile. And uh, But some of them, uh, for some reason, uh, like it. And, and uh, when they are out, that they that the operators are very visible. And in some sometimes it can be... Uh, positive also to be in that way if you are in a nightclub and things like that people can see that they cannot just go and address uh, the principle uh, but in general we always we always kind of try to be the gray man this is this is where it's it's uh, uh, most appropriate uh, covert protection teams is a very 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 good idea in in these environments to us as a backup um, and we also unfortunately have many that that wants to have uh, close protection operators for other reasons than than you know they they just want to to and we always say no to that they just want to seem important even though they are very wealthy and they don't even have a threat so the the how can I say the the interview with the clients are very very crucial in this the finding out do they actually really have a confirmed threat is there something in their life that needs this otherwise. Don't don't take the job. I mean, there have to be something, but there are many, and I and, and it's a waste of time to sit and talk to these people who just want someone to to be there by the table in the nightclub and and, and, and looking sharp. Unfortunately, this business has a lot of these uh, these people, and you just have to sort them out quickly and say thank you, but no thank you. Klaus, given the necessity for international uh, parties needing to work with local partners when they travel to the Nordics. What advice would you have to our listeners for uh, vetting, for finding those local partners and ensuring that you're working with the right caliber of service? The police have a list of uh, authorized security companies. Um, and also if you search, of course, on the internet, you can find a lot of these companies that is offering uh, close protection. Um, don't necessarily take the first one on the list, but they find out if they have some kind of uh, background that, that gives them the uh, the knowledge to, to do this type of work. Uh, ask how long that they have been doing it, and maybe even ask for some kind of. Not not many will give names on 
on clients things like that that's understandable but but it's also misused in some way so I, ca- I cannot say who i work with because it's confidential yeah but if there's a photo in the middle of the newspaper that you are standing with a with a high net worth individual or a dignitary or something like that then that's not that secret anymore because then you can at least give that as a as a reference but trying to find someone uh, who has uh, a little bit of of a background in this field and of course is having an authorization to do security work in, in Denmark. And the companies that I work with is is all uh, companies that has this. Uh, and it is really, really important. But the police have a list uh, about it. It's also available uh, on the politique.dk where you can find the list of the authorized uh, security agencies. But take a little time contacting them first, um, finding out who they are, what they are doing, uh, how long time the company has been operating, and all these kind of things. You know, because it is a wannabe business, and you know that, John. You know that it's it's, and there's many that just you know say, "Oh, we are doing close protection," and have absolutely no idea about what it is and what it takes to achieve it, uh, and just offer it. And that is the people that, of course, even in the, in this world, that we have to avoid. And in terms of coming into the country or the countries, the Nordic countries, what should international operators be aware of in addition to the operational environment, but in terms of custom language, levels of respect, the laws that you already touched on? What are the main things that operators should be considering? But it is exactly the same as everywhere else in the world. I mean, when I was working in Asia, I had to be very about, very much aware about local uh, uh, customs, things like that. In Japan, it's very, very serious that if, if you do this, uh, if you're offending someone, it can, it can really end your career. And in Asia, many of these things is, is extremely important. But even also in, in, the, in Nordics and in Europe, you need to understand the, the, the country that you're in. You need to understand the population of the area that you are working in, if it's a majority of, of, of some kind of people uh, and where, where you're operating. And, and also um, the, the person that you are, of course, is working with, if there's someone uh, that can uh, or somehow a problem that is affiliated with, with uh, the principal as a person, you need to be aware, how is that dealt with in the country that you arrive? But I have to say that within the organization, you know, because in BBA and in NABA, there are so many uh, operators around the world, which really an international community, uh, reach out, you know, and and uh, and ask them uh, about this if she has any questions, you know. And they are always very, very, very welcome to to contact me, and I will be as helpful as I possibly can with this because I will always welcome anyone uh, who wants my assistance uh, here uh, or need my assistance for that matter anywhere else. Um, so, but. I just think it's like actually goes for the same in the Nordics, you know, as anywhere else in the world. You need to be uh, very much aware about what is this country and, and what's going on and what is the recent things that has happened and all these kind of things. You need to do your 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 workings. You need to look into it. You need to do your all your your planning and preparations, really, to make sure that things won. But take uh, take note of the of, of searching up operators by country uh, and and find out uh, again who is uh, who is there to to help you when you arrive because i'm very sure that within the brotherhood that there are people um, that can um, assist and will assist very quickly
And Klaus, you mentioned very kindly, you mentioned uh, that you're active in the BBA uh, community and the BBA Connect app. Um, I know we're focused on the Nordics for this episode, but I thought it's too good, op- too good an opportunity not to ask, um, how has that experience been for you? And, and what would you say to others um, that, that have not yet downloaded the BBA Connect app and, uh, and, and joined in on all the fun? I would say that's, that's definitely a very, very good idea to join in. Uh, I mean, this is, for me, uh, it, is, it is quite new. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm an old wolf in this. So it's, for me, with, with all these apps and the platforms and things like that, I've been extremely uh, uh, closed. I've been I'm living under with protected address for 20 years, and I've never been exposed to wherever I am and what I do. I always had like a, a, a cover, something for what I... I've been many, many different things uh, when I did this job because I didn't want people to follow me around or, or whatever I did. And it's been quite fun also. However, now in this modern world with all this uh, social media and the social platforms, it can, be, uh, it can be a positive thing. It can be a beneficial thing. But you also need to be aware that that, that can be uh, a disadvantage for this. However, I know that within the community, uh, people think about uh, wedding. Uh, it, at least it is like that with the BBA and, the, and up like that, that people who is not really entitled to be there, they, they don't enroll. Um, so that's, that's important that we, are, uh, that we are using that, but it's very, very useful tool. And uh, you get an idea about uh, who they are, the people, but also be a little bit, uh, uh, don't believe everything you write, uh, I'm sorry, everything you read. Uh, people have an idea about living in a, in a fantasy world in this industry. So put a little bit question mark to some of it, at least, you know, um, that would probably help you. But, but I know that very big and very high percentage of the members of, of, the, of the association is, is really good, good people always. Great. Absolutely. Well, I thought too good an opportunity not to ask, seeing as you are such a uh, prolific uh, member and uh, supporter uh, and uh, and you just happen to find yourself in the Nordics, which we're asking about as well. Um, so 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 this is really good fun. Um, I'm pleased to have you on board. I know we met up recently and you very kindly come to the UK quite often. Yeah. So um, so 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 I think I think absolutely people are going to want to reach out to you uh, as as you travel. Um, but, uh, but yeah, I, I really enjoy this. What I just want to say, uh, is if you're listening to this and, uh, and you have traveled to the Nordics or indeed that you're maybe sat on the sidelines, you listen to our podcast, but you're not within either the community, the BBA or, or any community, then, you know, consider joining a community, consider reaching out to Klaus because he is a shining example of both what you can get out of a community when you put in, um, or, or rather, you, what you can get out and put in. And uh, yeah, and, and Klaus has been such a breath of fresh air and always willing to help and give advice. And I think being able to connect with somebody like that can only be uh, a plus and an advantage to any operator wherever they are on the ground. Now, just to say that even even if it's not me that necessarily wants to to join up because for some reason, you know, I have still a very good connection to operators that I personally uh, myself work with and I can blue stamp. So uh, in in somewhere in in Europe, uh, there's there's several 
So uh, reach out if there's any need of it. And again, be prepared traveling to another country. Uh, if you are a UK operator or Danish operator going to UK and things like that, even if you are as many Danish uh, operators are educated in the US or in UK, it's very different when you walk out from the education platform and have to do the, the work physically on the street with boots on the ground. It's very, very, very different. And you need to put yourself prepared for that at all times. Absolutely. Love it. Well, thanks very much, Klaus, for your time. Uh, from John and myself, we're tremendously grateful uh, for you to you know, give us this window into the Nordics. Um, and of course, for your ongoing support for the BBA Connect app, the NABA app and the whole community. This has been yet another fantastic edition of the Circuit Magazine podcast. Well, thank you very much, Klaus. It is great to have you on. It's great to have your support. I really enjoyed learning about the Nordics or Scandinavia. I know some people prefer one term over the other, but surely there's more pop stars going to Scandinavia or the Nordics. There's more uh, you know, sporting events. And, of course, there are some unique features about, uh, you know, Norway, Sweden, Denmark, and to a lesser extent, Finland. Um, what, have, what have you taken away, Sean? I know it's quite a high-level discussion, but what, what stood out for you? You know, I think it's, it's fascinating listening to people from different areas. And I liked how he was talking about the Nordics and how he discussed everyone speaks English. And But one thing, he was very, you know, very firm on, you have to show respect to the local culture. When, you, when you're out there visiting. And, that, and that's something, wherever you travel, you know, you should always do your homework on where you're visiting, do your homework on the local customs. And, you know, a lot of the security there can be armed, very different to the UK. Um, but, yeah, no, very interesting indeed. Indeed. And, and, and whilst, of course, you know, some of the Nordics is in the European Union, and some is not, if you include Iceland and Norway. Um, there, there, there are some harmonised regulations and there are some subtle differences. And I, I think just just as we, we, we sort of alluded to, um, armed and unarmed uh, operatives will create a world of difference when you are rubbing shoulders with another team. Because you have no idea what, and, 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 you know, what kind of regulations that they are following especially if you go on a tour throughout the Nordics. Um, but I certainly want to go there. I know, of course, it's very expensive in some of the countries, but I think this will be perfect. Um, but, but, but aside from that, I do want to say it was lovely to see Klaus. He came over in person to one of our uh, UK events uh, just uh, the other month. Uh, I was giving a talk, so it was very nice for him to come and see me. Um, and I know he's frequently in the UK for all of our listeners to make friends with. And of course, we know that he is an OG uh, expert in the industry, and he will have got a lot of friends in our listenership who will remember him uh, from his beginnings to today. Um, obviously, it is a big journey, but one that we like to celebrate. Um, what else have we got coming up, uh, Sean? Uh, we have the next edition of the Circuit Magazine coming up, which should be hitting the shelves or your podcast, uh, your app store pretty soon um so i'm looking forward to that we've got some great contributors in there again and i think we might have to drag klaus in to write us an article in one of the upcoming issues as well because i do love i love how active he is on the community and i love the pictures that he shares sharing his old memories of previous tasks so i'm sure he's got a story or two 
that he can contribute to the magazine, for sure. That's right, because, of course, Klaus is very active in the NABA Protector app as well as the BBA Connect app. Uh, so thanks very much for keeping the momentum going. Um, one thing I'd like to share, uh, on the 9th of June, our, of our membership uh, is, of course, very welcome at the 6th Annual uh, Cyber Physical Convergence Forum in London. It is an online event throughout the day. However, there's a reception by the monument. So you'll see details of that going out for your complimentary ticket as members uh, and, uh, and discounted if you're in the wider community. Uh, but that means that you can come along to a nice drinks reception with your peers and corporate security professionals uh, by the monument on the 9th of June. So please do look out for that. Uh, very excited to see you all. I know, of course, we spoke about this before, but last week uh, we met uh, Tim Wenzel in London, and it's just nice to see the, the, the community coming together again and, and meeting old and familiar faces. I think people are well up for it, and uh, I guess what I'm saying is you're very welcome. And Klaus, you're very welcome too. So thanks very much again to Klaus. Keep all those comments coming. And, uh, you know, if, if anyone is a role model uh, member of the BBA community and the NABA uh, community, it is Klaus. So uh, from Sean and myself, this has been another fantastic edition of the Circuit Magazine podcast. You have been listening to the Circuit Magazine podcast. Be sure to subscribe and be sure to not miss an episode. 